0: Unearthing Paranormacy is part of the Green Mushroom Podcast Network.
1: And welcome to another episode of Unearthing Paranormalcy, the podcast that digs into the paranormal and tries to find normalcy in the topic. I'm Amy.
2: I'm Dave. And I'm Chad. And Amy's so excited because we're introducing a new podcast to our network. But it's called Camera Occulta.
1: And from what I understand of this new podcast, they take a look at films that have to do with the occult.
2: They do. And discuss. On their first episode, Flood from XV Planets, y'all know Flood, joined um, uh, Pythia to talk about a dark song.
1: Never heard of that one.
2: Oh, you haven't? We'll have to watch that. Yeah. I've I've seen it a few times.
1: That I, I am excited to listen to that one and welcome to the network. So that'll American. be our um, that'll be our promo for this week.
2: Yay! And what
1: is that podcast called?
2: Camera Okolta.
1: Camera Okolta. Yep. Awesome. Welcome to the green mushroom. Actually, I'm excited because I don't feel sick.
0: Yay! For the first
1: time in God knows how long I have a cough Yeah, Find some wood, knock on it And I'm excited that I don't feel like death <laughs> Who's with me? Me I will take the cough As long as I don't feel bad I'd prefer not to have the cough Because then that makes the rib hurt But the other crap that comes along I no. don't feel like that anymore
2: So this week, we have a cryptid.
1: Cryptid!
0: Rock.
2: The Cadborosaurus Wilsy is a sea monster that's been sighted (laughs) over 300 (laughs) times on the northwest coast of North America.
0: Is that where we really get the Cadbury eggs? Yep.
2: (laughs) Described as a long serpent-like beast with flippers and a mammalian head. The name is sometimes applied more broadly to sea serpents reported all along Alaska, British Columbia, Washington, and Oregon. Known by the following names depending on the region. Caddy, Paul Rayuck, Clematosaurus, Sarah the sea hag, <laughs> Siaasta, Hyetlic, Tazarasaurus, Sisautl. Pinda Amy Keghill
1: Wait a second.
2: Depguesque?
1: That's my name.
2: <laughs> Kai It has been sighted mainly from the Salish Sea and the Pacific Ocean coast of Vancouver Island in Western Canada and around the British Columbian coast of Cadboro Bay in Victoria. That's where it gets the Cadbora and Cadborosaurus.
1: All I can say is if it has the name of Amy, then it's pretty damn awesome.
2: <laughs>
1: but we'll call it Flipper, Flipper, faster than Light Jazz's <laughs> probably too young to remember Flipper. No, I remember Flipper. Oh, okay.
2: Cadborosaurus Wilsey has a serpentine body 16 to 100 feet in length with a diameter of 2 feet 6 inches to 8 feet. Its neck is three to 12 feet long. Its body has vertical coils or humps in tandem behind the small head that resembles a sheep, horse, giraffe, or camel.
1: All right, already this is an interesting animal. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to say that maybe it is not so much that it ranges from that, but maybe there's a family of them. The babies are the three foot, the mamas are the twelve foot.
2: That's what it sounds like when we get into these sightings, because there's fishermen that have even caught these juvenile Cadborosauruses. It is light brown to black in color. It has small ears or horns with eyes in the front of its head. Its tongue is forked, and sometimes witnesses describe a mane or fur. It has one pair of front flippers, and its back flippers can be smooth or serrated, though some describe these back flippers as fused together to form a large, fan-like tail. This creature does not appear to undulate when it swims. It has been seen going up to 40 knots. It breathes in short pants, making whale-like grunts and hisses. It has been spotted hunting schools of herring, salmon, and on some occasions, waterfowl, such as ducks.
1: I'm really trying to visualize it.
0: Every time I try to visualize it, they keep adding things to it.
2: Yeah,
1: It's really hard to visualize, (laughs) because there's so many parts. I mean... First of all, we have to deal with it being a sheep, giraffe, horse, camel. I say,
0: now I feel like it's just a water chimera. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: the the back feet flipper things make it sound like it's a seal. Like that's kind of like a sea lion or a seal. That's yeah. Kind of oh what I'm yeah. With the the backy flipper thingies going forty knots. What's forty knots like?
2: Uh, about I think it's like forty-five miles per hour.
1: Okay.
2: I had to guess. 46 so Pretty maybe. decent
1: speed. It breathes like a whale. Or like a seal. Yeah. Okay. I'm now getting my visualizations going and I've already got a possibility of what it could be.
2: Oh, good. Now we could think of its broader territory as the Pacific Ocean. Because it has been spotted as far north as northern Alaska and as far south as the San Francisco Bay.
1: So it likes the cold water.
2: The indigenous people of the Pacific Northwest believed in a number of sea monsters, such as the Wasgo, Sistel, Hyatlic, and Tizeruk, to name a few. And they also described the creature in a similar way as witnesses of more modern sightings. Fun fact. The Intuit people of Alaska put this sea monster's picture on their canoes to keep the creature at bay. See what I did there?
1: (laughs) Ha ha at bay. The (laughs) cat boy. Okay, well, isn't that like the Vikings made theirs like sea serpents for a reason like that, isn't it? Mm
0: -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: The Cadborosaurus is called Hyatlic by the Monhusat people on the Sydney Inlet, Tachenko in Sekelt mythology, and Namskele Kuala by the Comex Band of Vancouver Island. S- so sightings have been taking place for over a thousand years. They are more apparent from October to April, and there have been more than 300 claim sightings in just the past 200 years. We will go through a sample of them. And some of them are only a couple sentences long.
1: Well, what's interesting there, too, about the only 300 claims in the past 200 years, there is a shark that lives up in those colder water waters that it's been seen less than any other creatures because of where it lives, and they oh, really? swim so deep, and they're almost like, they live hundreds of years, because they move so slowly oh. through the frozen oceans.
2: Do you know what the name of the shark is? Uh, uh,
1: b- 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 I can look it up.
2: Is it a whale shark? No, it's not a Asking whale shark. Basking shark? Basking I say, We also
0: just found out found a new species of shark we didn't know existed, so...
1: All right, it's the Greenland shark, and let's see. They live to be f- about 400 years old. Oh, wow. But what I was ba- meaning is basically they just aren't seen that much because it's so cold where they're at that there aren't a lot of people there.
2: Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense.
1: They kind of, they look, I mean, they move so slowly. They look like they have like an algae or something growing on them.
2: Mm. Oh, they're kind of like a sperm whale. Kind of. So in 1791, a crew member of Captain Robert Gray's fur trading vessel sighted the creature and reported it. On June 26, 1897, a 25-foot animal with a long neck was seen by Osmond Ferguson near the Queen Charlotte's Islands in British Columbia. In September of either 1905 or 1906, Philip H. Welch described the sea serpent as brown. With a six to eight foot neck, it had two bumps on its head that were five inches high and rounded on top. He was about a hundred yards away from it in Johnstone Strait.
0: I always love these um, things of... uh... The measuring how big it is while they're you know hundreds yards away, yeah, hundreds
1: or... and hundreds of yards away, yeah,
2: um on November tenth, nineteen thirty a skeleton was found in the ice at Glacier Island near Valdez. The skeleton was twenty feet long was twenty four feet long with flippers, some of the remains are preserved in Cordova and have undergone scientific study over the years. But what it is is still undetermined
1: interesting so that leaves like possibilities that it could be an undiscovered animal if like yeah. they've got parts of a body that can't be identified still
2: yeah yeah you know on August tenth nineteen thirty two f w Kemp along with his wife and son, watched from the Chatham Island beach in British Columbia as an Eighty foot long animal with a mane was swimming through the water.
1: You know what? It almost has me picturing though is like a Japanese dragon, like a Chinese. I'm sorry, tra- a Chinese dragon.
2: Oh, okay, yeah. yeah.
1: Kind of.
0: Well, as I would say, just thinking of dragons and the world serpent and stuff like that. They literally just found a mosasaurus. Uh, wasn't a mosasaur, but mosasaurus type creature. They're calling uh, Jormungandr the world Because oh, really? <laughs> it's more of a serpent uh, uh, mouth structure and everything than it is a mosasaur. But just by the things of the head, it's like twice the size of a normal mosasaurus. Interesting. So they're calling oh it the Jormungandr.
2: there be dragons.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Four dragons! Against!
2: They used to always draw them on the naval maps. Yeah. On September 23rd, 1933, Dorothea Hooper and a neighbor observed a serpentine animal with a serrated back cavorting in Cadboro Bay about 400 yards distant. Cavorting. (laughs) (laughs) It created a commotion in the water as it swam out to sea. Major W.H. Langley and his wife were sailing in Harrow Strait on October 1, 1933 when they heard a loud grunt off Chatham Island. They saw the back of a huge dark green creature with serrated markings on the top and sides. Charles F. Eagles sketched a 60-foot animal that he saw in Oak Bay on October 14, 1933. It had crocodile-like spines on its neck. On December 3rd, 1933, Justice of the Peace, G.F. Parkin of Bedwell Harbor, was one of 12 people watching from Pender Island, as an animal with a large horse-like head and neck, gulped down a duck that had just been shot by Cyril Andrews.
1: It had been shot?
2: Yeah, the duck head.
1: Oh, the duck, okay.
2: And then the creature ate it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That would be my luck. In
2: 1934, two members of the provincial government reported seeing the creature. In November of 1934, near Prince Rupert on Henry Island, someone found the badly decomposed remains of a 30-foot-long creature. Dr. Neil Carter examined it and concluded it was likely a basking shark.
0: That's still a very large basking shark. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm starting to wonder I'm doing a little bit of research here on how far crocodiles can have been known to swim away. In
2: 1936, E.J. Stevenson and his wife and son watched a yellow and bluish 90 foot long three-foot-thick animal crawling over a reef into a lagoon on Saturna Island. And the first photograph of Caddy was obtained in 1937. A whaling station in the Queen Charlotte's Island had just caught and killed a sperm whale in October, and while removing its stomach contents at the Naden Harbor, they came across a 20-foot-long creature they had never seen before. It had a horse-like head with a snake-like body and a thin spiny tail around 10 feet in length. A sample of the carcass was sent to the British Columbia Provincial Museum, where museum curator Francis Kermode postulated it was a fetal baleen whale, then lost the sample. Mm. Another sample was sent to the Field Museum in Chicago, but there is no record of its arrival. Some have suggested, based off the photo, it is a Zygladon or Basilosaurus, a genus of ancient cetaceans that lived during the Late Eocene, but are thought to have died out 33 million years ago.
1: I'm sitting here looking at this picture. It's kind of hard to judge size because you can't tell how, well, you can't tell what those are, behind it. But you also can't tell how far those buildings are and all that stuff. Well,
2: this one in the bottom right has three no. point two a
1: meters. Three point two meters. Okay. So has a scale on it. That's only what a little over six foot? No. No, no, sorry, nine foot. It's about ten foot. Yeah, roughly probably closer to twelve, but
0: yeah.
1: Okay.
2: Probably about twelve foot.
1: And they think it was a Okay, a basking no. uh, Wait, what kind of whale?
2: Um, a fetal baleen whale.
1: Okay, that's too big. Because a newborn calf, a newborn baleen calf is about one point five meters. Okay, so... Now a newborn blue whale calf is about seven meters.
2: Yeah, okay.
1: So it couldn't be... a. I mean, if that is a prematurely uh, born, not fully developed calf, it's way too big for a baleen. Mm. See, the internet's fun.
2: It is. It
1: could be... A blue whale. Or probably something between a baleen and a blue whale, but. Yeah. I just disproved that one. Bah. Okay.
2: Now, possibly the closest sighting of Caddy was by Captain Paul Sowerby in 1939.
3: <clears throat> we were headed north. And about thirty miles offshore, and saw this thing standing about four feet out of the water. So I headed over towards it and took it a look at it. At first, I thought it looked like a polar bear with the ruffles of hair. When we got right up alongside of it, and the water was crystal clear, there was just a column of this thing going at least 40 feet in huge eyes i had an old newfoundland er, as a mate and he said do you see the eyes on him mouth and nose i have no recollection of it all but just those great big eyes and the eyes seemed open from the top to the bottom Arr.
2: I've been thinking a lot about this one and how the eyes open from the top to the bottom, and I was thinking about how uh, if something was swimming upside down in the water, that's how it its eyes would appear to open. Yeah. Such as like, cause like humpback whales will swim upside down and things, like arch back. Not that saying <clears throat> that that's what it was, but. That might have been why its eyes did that was because it was upside down. And
1: Pilot whales do that thing to where it looks like they're st- they stick their heads out of the water and just kind of bob there.
2: Oh, yeah. Pilot whales. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Although it didn't really have, they don't really have fur. Unless. 1939, I would think. Do they
2: have big big eyes? This was in, uh, yeah, 1939.
1: Uh, I mean, they're whale. They've got decent-sized eyes. Uh, they like more like a dolphin. Oh. Uh, I think it's pilot whales that do that. But then I'm thinking uh humpbacks that big thing that i don't know what it's called that comes underneath them when they open up it fills with water
2: oh okay yeah
1: well humpbacks are known to do the chase they'll do circles yeah around their food and then they'll come straight up Mm -hmm. and grab it with that thing big and open if you'd never seen that before
2: yeah, that, I that guess could that be could...
1: freaking terrifying and it would look kind of like a mane as it's flipping backwards because, you know, they do the whole backwards flip thing.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Possibility. In
2: 1941, a carcass called Sarah the Sea Hag was found on Kitsilano Beach. She was described as having, quote, a large horse-like head with flaring nostrils and eye sockets. A tapering snake-like body, 12 feet long, and traces of long, coarse hair on the skin, unquote. But W.A. Clemens and I. McTaggart Cowan arrived on site and identified it as just some kind of shark, although they couldn't determine what kind, and that was the end of that.
1: I'm sure it was a horse shark.
2: <laughs> yeah, probably, which would be, I don't know if sharks don't really grow hair. That's no, more of a mammal that's
1: thing. that's a mammal thing.
2: The following tale comes from MysteriesOfCanada.com
1: Dot .com
2: The first of these reports was submitted by 41-year-old George W. Sackers and pub- published in the s- in summer 1948 mm-hmm. issue of the magazine Fate. The author, who hailed from the municipality of Okluwelet, on the western shore of Vancouver Island, was a commercial fisherman who spent most of his waking hours at sea, having commenced his career at the age of thirteen in his father's rowboat. At the time of writing, Saggers was the proud owner of what he described as one of the most up-to-date commercial trolling boats equipped with radio telephone, direction finder, and photoelectric pilot. One day in November 1947, George Saggers left at Harbor about an hour before daylight, as was his custom. When he had reached a point about two miles offshore, southwest of a landmark called the Amphrite Point Lighthouse? He lowered his fishing poles, slowed the engine, put his lines and hooks on the water, and slowly headed out to sea. After trolling for about a mile, Saggers got a bite on one of his lines and reeled in what proved to be a large salmon. Just as he prepared to haul the fish into his boat, Saggers was beset by a peculiar Sensation.
1: A sort of shiver went up and down my spine, and I had a feeling that I was being watched. Immediately, I looked all around. On my port side, about 150 feet away, was a head and a neck raised about four feet above the water. With two jet black eyes, about three inches across, and protruding from its head like a couple of buttons. Staring at me. It just didn't look real. I've never seen anything like it. The head seemed to be the same size as the neck. About 18 inches through. And a model color of gray and black brown. This particular morning there was quite a groundswell. With a chop. Which meant that anything floating on or close to the surface. Would certainly do a lot of tossing about. But this sea monster was very steady, which only proved to me that there was plenty of it under the water. If it had made one move towards the boat, I was prepared to run into the cabin, slam the door shut. It had a look I distrusted greatly. After it looked at me for a full minute, it turned its head straight away from me. Showing me the back of its head and its neck. It appeared to have some sort of mane. Which seemed like bundles of warts rather than hair. It looked something like a mattress would. If I split down the middle allowing rolls of cotton battening to protrude. The color of the mane was dark brown. And the monster went down out of sight. Moving so quickly or quietly, moving so quietly that I never, moving so quietly that it never left a ripple or disturbance of any kind in the water. My name is George W. Saggers. I live in Uslip, British Columbia, Vancouver Island, Canada. What I've told you is true. He kind of just described barnacles. Oh.
2: Yeah? Yeah? it does sound like barnacles. Oh, barnacles. (laughs) In December of 1947, a 40-foot, 45-foot creature was found at Vernon Bay, Barkley Sound, Vancouver Island. It was identified as just a shark. In November of 1950, a Canadian naval officer was fishing off Esquimalt Harbor, when a 30-foot Codborosaurus appeared and created a heavy wash. It swam with an undulating motion using large flippers on either side. It snapped its teeth together once before diving, after being above the water for about 25 seconds. Also in 1950 in De Lake Oregon, a creature was found washed up on the shore that had four tails and thick hair. It was identified as just a whale shark, making it, I guess, the only whale shark that has ever existed to have hair.
1: It's, again, <laughs> another shark with hair.
2: On February 12th, 1953, Rock R.D. Cockburn, C.P. Crawford, and Ron Loach spotted a sea animal with three humps off Qualicum Beach. They observed it for approximately five minutes. Two other men, braver than me, got into a rowboat and got within 20 feet of it before it submerged and reappeared 100 yards away. Everyone said its head was dog-shaped, but with two horns. On February thirteenth, 1953, this is the very next day, a mass sighting of Caddy from multiple vantage points happened but I couldn't find where specifically. But ten people saw him, and all of them watched it from different points of view, and not one of the descriptions contradicted each other.
3: Hmm.
2: On February 24th, 1954, just north of the city of Parksville, off the eastern shore of Vancouver Island, about 30 witnesses claimed to have seen the strange sea creature basking in the sun, about 380 yards offshore, Mr. W. Baldwin, a resident of the nearby community of Arrington, had the best view of the spectacle, watching it from shore through field glasses. He said, I never saw anything like it. He told a reporter for the Nanamo Daily News, describing the creature as having a head. That was both reptilian and horse like, and a long tapering tail. He estimated the creature to measure between 30 to 40 feet in length and described it as having four humps. What do you call My a. My humps. My <laughs> humps. My <laughs>
3: lovely lady humps.
0: humps.
2: What do you call a four humped Cadborosaurus? Caddy. <laughs> Pregnant. <God. laughs> in 1956 somewhere around dry harbor south of yakutat alaska a 100 foot long carcass was found with two inch long hair trevor kincaid is quoted as saying quote, description fits no known creature unquote W. A. Clemens identified the carcass as a Baird's beaked whale. You want to look that one up? Uh-huh. They don't get no hundred feet long. I can tell you that much. I did. De- I think they do have hair, though.
1: It looks like a dolphin. Yeah. It only gets about forty-two feet maximum. Yeah. Well, a blue whale would match that size. And blue whales have hair.
2: But he did say it fits no known creature.
1: Yeah.
2: Or at least King K did. Clemens thought it was... Fun
1: a... fact. Did you know that all whales have hair on their body at some point in their lives?
2: Oh, interesting. I did not know that.
1: Now you do. <clears throat> <clears throat>
2: In late November 1959, David Miller and Alfred Webb came within 30 feet of an animal with a 10-foot neck sticking straight up out of the water off Discovery Island. It had coarse brown fur, red eyes, and small ears. In April of 1962, near Acuilet, a fourteen-foot-long carcass was found with an elephant-like head. The carcass was dragged ashore by Simon Peters, and later, it was claimed it was just an elephant seal.
0: That one makes more sense with an elephant head, meaning like the, the t- the trunk and stuff.
1: Fourteen foot long, bit that's, much. No, that's but... about right.
0: Those elephant seals get huge.
1: Yeah, not that big. All right, how? I've seen him up close. How big are elephants seals? Not elephants. we the, p- the important part there. <laughs> I guess the males probably do. Thirteen foot.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. They don't...
1: They're they're fat and like mm-hmm. but they don't I wouldn't really, mean. They are mean.
2: I wouldn't say they have an elephant like head
1: though. No, but they have a trunk. Kind. of. I mean, that one kind of looks elephantish. They'll yeah. shut down. They'll shut down whole beaches though, because uh, mm-hmm. when they come and do their mating, they'll take over beaches. Wow, that's what I th- happened I, when I was there in California. They had taken over the beaches, so we couldn't even get to the beach because they were taken over by elephant whales. See, I think elephant seals.
2: I think their face looks more like a like a hippo. Personally,
1: actually, I think it looks like a blobfish.
2: A blobfish. Yeah.
1: They're pretty agile, too, for their size. Well, this guy's got a big drunk. He probably gets all the ladies.
2: On February 1st, 1963, R.A. Stewart was sure he saw Caddy or one of his cousins near Gabriola Island. She entered the... I believe in the caddy contest organized by Times colonist Monte Roberts. Here is an excerpt from her
1: entry. I have been reading about the caddy, and this is the first time I ever thought there could be any truth to such of an animal. Sunday, after my husband, children, and I went to Gabriola Island to explore the beach and some, do some fishing, we went out fishing in a small rowboat on the gulf side of my parents' waterfront cottage. We caught a good-sized codfish. As my husband was untangling the hooks, I looked out into the glass-like calm waters.
2: Mrs. Stewart, who has boated in the area for fifteen years, is convinced that what she saw was not kelp, porpoise, Blackfish, sea lion, or any other normal marine phenomena.
1: I only wish that some responsible persons would go over to Gabriola Island in a row and row a few yards offshore of the Gulf side towards Lock Bay and see if they too don't see what we saw. In
2: September of 1963 near Oak Harbor, Wibdy Island, a carcass was found with a head resembling a horse. A.D. Wellander of Fisheries thought it was a basking shark. These poor basking sharks, man. They need to quit basking so much in the sun, they're drying out and dying. (laughs) Really? I'm starting to think. (laughs) Yeah, Really? She looked up what a basking shark was. And it looks
0: nothing like a horse head?
1: You know, I could see the whale in Joan of Arc, or not Joan of Arc, but in the book of what Joan and the... Whoever got swallowed by the whale in the Bible, be a basking shark. (laughs) But where's the horse head coming from? Like, they're smoking something. Because if you don't know what a basking shark is, they're the ones that swim with their mouth completely open all the time, and it's huge. Another image to save for the... In August of
2: 1968, William Haglund caught a 16-inch long serpent monster resembling a juvenile caddy off De Corsi Island. It had spiny teeth, a sawtooth ridge of plates along its backbone, and a billobate tail. Soft yellow fuzz covered its underside, and it was released back into the sea.
0: Well, at least he released it back.
2: Mechanical engineer Jim M. Thompson was fishing off Spanish banks, Vancouver, in January of 1984 when an 18- to 22-foot serpentine animal surfaced about 100 feet away. It had a giraffe-like head with small stubby horns and floppy ears. I'm surprised this one wasn't later identified as a giraffe (laughs) fish. In July of 1991, Phyllis Harsh helped return a stranded baby dinosaur specimen to the water. The baby had become beached and using a tree branch, Mrs. Harsh lifted the animal back into the sea where it was able to make its way back into deeper water. Mrs. Harsh has also stated for the record that what she found appeared to be a dinosaur skeleton beneath an eagle's nest also on John's Island, as well as having seen a full-size caddy specimen in John's Island Passage in 1990. In May of 1992, while out sailing, music professor John Salona saw a multi-humped animal about 25 feet long.
0: I read his name's John Cena.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Students, Damian Grant and Ryan Green were swimming across Telegraph Bay in May of 1994 when they saw a 20-foot animal with two humps. In 1998, fishermen aboard a fishing vessel at anchor in Ganges Harbor, Salt Spring Island, British Columbia came across the strange catch in their catch of the day. For fearing of contaminating the rest of the catch, the men quickly dispatched the creature over the side. However, the mystery animal simply would not leave the minds of the two fishermen, and they made it their quest to find out just exactly what it was they had seen and discarded. They consulted volumes on the various types of marine creatures which inhabit British Columbia coastal waters but none of the books depicted any animal remotely like the one they had seen. It was only when they discovered Captain Hagelin's drawing of the juvenile Cadborosaurus he snagged in 1967, and also after they had seen photos of the Naden Harbor carcass of 1937, that was the one inside the sperm whale well, they realized that a Cadborosaurus had actually been in their possession. In 2009, fisherman Kelly Nash purportedly filmed several minutes of footage featuring 10 to 15, including young creatures, in Nushagak Bay. In 2011, a very short segment of the footage was shown on the Discovery TV show Hillstranded, where the Hillstrand brothers from Deadliest Catch apparently saw Nash's footage and unsuccessfully attempted to find one of the creatures. Pretty cool video. We would show it, but this is a an audio. audio format.
1: Let's get into some theories, shall we? I've got mine cooking. Are yours cooking, Chad? Yeah, I'm thinking.
2: Um, some of the ones I saw in my research were the Um, It is an ancient well thought to be extinct. But one of the problems with this one is that, whereas caddy is described as a camel or a horse's head, the basilosaurus or the zuglodon is more like that of a snake. Um. So. So I guess like the monster of Lake Okanagan, known as Ogopogo, is um more fits what like a basilosaurus is than. Caddy is we
1: totally need to do ogopogo event one time, yeah, <laughs> ogopogo uh
2: there's always the plesiosaur, I mean that's um Nasty. yeah, that's, I mean
1: almost every water monster lake monster at some point is considered a plesiosaur, yeah.
0: I will say the description of this one to me doesn't sound, I mean yes, the long neck,
1: yeah, it doesn't sound, plesiosaur-y doesn't sound like
2: plesiosaur to me, yeah, um sea lions. I don't know. Mm. I don't think so.
1: No, I mean, they at I least don't know if have hair. Hair was the
0: closest thing I could think of. But.
2: Now, one I really liked was the pipe fish.
1: Yeah, I saw yeah. this one. I That one. Uh, okay.
2: Or like an oar fish.
0: Yeah, it doesn't quite design. Like the design doesn't. or The, the
1: pipe fish even fits kind of with the horse's head. like a seahorse's head.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um.
1: The
0: basking shark. Yeah. Honestly, what came to mind to me would have been like, I don't know, some kind of like saltwater like gar. Yeah. Like an alligator gar kind of long slender body with just like the front fins.
1: Well, like I even I was looking to see because I know like some saltwater crocs have been found miles and miles (laughs) offshore. Yeah. So... I thought, well, maybe there could have been like some saltwater croc that traveled. I just feel the
0: water there would be too cold. Yeah, I
1: I would feel that too. Being a
0: reptile, they need.
1: Well, usually, what I I think I remember watching something. I could be making this up in my head, but there was a saltwater croc that got towards Antarctica from Australia and uh, basically fell asleep because the water was too cold, but got. Like, there were some divers that discovered it and pulled it back towards the warmer waters of Australia.
2: Oh, interesting.
1: Um, but I could be wrong in that. I've, I remember seeing this, so I had to watch some documentary or something. <laughs> Surely my brain doesn't make something like that up, but it could. Mine does. Um, I did specifically look up horse headed water creatures, and the only thing that pulled up was a seahorse. But then when you look at seahorses, they fit the description pretty damn well.
0: Could it just be a giant seahorse? Could it
1: be that there's like some like deep water unknown giant seahorse that like occasionally makes its way towards the surface? Kinda like the giant squid?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. It could be possible.
0: If so I want one.
1: I mean the the
0: description actually it sounds like if you, is almost identical. Even that carcass, mm-hmm. if like the tail would curl up like you'd see on a seahorse,
1: they even have like a spiky mane.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like if it was traveling so like forward, you would see the humps.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, and it and it can elevate itself out of water. Yeah, uh,
1: they don't technically swim. They. F- but the little ones don't swim. They just kind of float. Um,
0: it's a giant seahorse. I
2: like it. I do, too. Yeah, I really like that one as well. It's like, here.
1: Here's a giant seahorse.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Other than the color of this particular one, it nah. fits the descriptions. Yeah. Here, here's a brown one. The spiky yeah. scale-like. And I and I could
2: see that being, like, I don't know, horse, camel, uh, yeah. dog
1: giraffe.
0: Yeah. Uh, basking shark.
2: Basking <laughs> shark. Now I did find Elephant's a... Heel. I did find a fun fact about the basking shark. As they decompose, their gill slits and their lower fluke tails kind of go first. And a lot of people mistake them for plesiosaurs. Really? Because of the way they look after they've been I guess out in the Elements rotten away for a while.
1: Basking shark. Now you got me to look up decomposing. Okay, yeah, they do.
2: (laughs) Yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah.
1: Okay, I could also kind of see.
2: But the there's not a lot of description of them to sound like a plesiosaur, though. They don't. No. Everybody who's seen one doesn't say like they got like these big bodies or anything. They're just snake like. But
1: now I wonder if Nessie is a basking shark.
2: Huh. Well, here's what I'm. Because of their
0: skeleton, that's what. Oh, how a basking shark skeleton is! So when the muscle and fat and everything,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, uh, dries up, it's left with the skeleton, which gives it that plesiosaur or uh, cadbarysaurus.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. I could
0: see. Th- I could see that now. Yeah. But only a quarter. it couldn't be a fr- like I wouldn't see it coming out of the water. I like
1: and it kinda yeah, looks like it yeah. has hair. Yeah.
2: Yeah, this was one of the explanations for the nineteen thirty seven Nadern Harbor Carcass. I think that was the one they lost the samples of.
1: Part of me kind of wonders if it's actually a bunch of different creatures. And it's like some of them are the same because some of the descriptions fit, but then there's other descriptions that don't fit at all. That they're just completely different. Yeah. So I although my favorite is the giant seahorse. Yeah,
2: I like that one.
0: I say realistically I could I can now see the basking shark. I could only see. Only thing yeah. is you could only see it like a dry de- decomposed one on the surface.
1: Yeah, it'd have to be a dead decomposing. Basking You yeah, like can see
0: one stick its head out of the water and stuff.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I can't keep looking at these, and they're kind of disgusting. But I keep looking. But I would like to think, to me, honestly, because, I mean, we just don't know anything about a lot of water creatures and marine life and stuff. Is that, it's, just to say, it's not an actual creature. We just haven't actually documented
1: yeah, it
2: seems like these oarfish can get up to sixty-five feet in length, described as the king of herrings.
1: Well, and they look like they have fur too.
2: Yeah, and some think the red fin on the head and back of it uh, resembles a horse head with a mane.
1: Yeah. Now I got to look up their corpse. <laughs> oarfish corpse. <laughs>
0: Whoever's following our internet search is going to be really confused.
2: <laughs> yeah, six sixty-five feet uh, is what they can reach. About six six hundred pounds, it says.
1: The ocean is scary. This mm. is why I'm glad I live in Oklahoma. <laughs> <I agree. Yeah. laughs>
2: Especially the Pacific.
0: Yeah. No. This is why I don't want to go swim in the deep ocean like a.
2: Yeah, because there's no telling what's deep, deep in that ocean. I know at one point in the 90s, they sent like a deep submarine down and they found a fish that like produced its own light. Yeah. You remember this? Mm-hmm. It kind of looked like um, like an angel fish, but just like ugly and like a bunch of warts all over it. And it would use that light. And when fish would be like, ooh, a light, and swim up to it, it'd jump and eat them. <laughs>
1: what I would like to know is I would like to know of this corpses that they've found of this creature. <coughs> did they have scales? Nothing mentioned scales, did it? Or scaly?
2: No, no, not at all.
1: Which would lead me to away from the oar fish.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Could it be... um Giant eels?
1: That was another thought that I had, like some giant eel. I would
0: say one of the one descriptions sounded like an eel. Yeah.
1: But not all of them sounded like like that's the thing, is like they're all you, you get something going for one of them and then all of a sudden there's another sighting that yeah. completely throws it all off.
0: Well But they were all similar, not
2: but necessarily all the same animal though. True, yeah.
1: That's why I think it's multiple animals, and I think it's a lot of misidentification but i'm still it could i mean i'm not i mean being that it's in the ocean it's not like nessie where nessie's in a lake or champ who's in a lake yeah these are not going to be it could literally be anything because it's the ocean <laughs> and yeah. you know what i mean because the ocean is yeah. huge and well we're never going to know everything that's in the ocean So, to me, it could just be anything. It could be its own creature that we just don't know.
2: Yeah, I was meaning to look at... um, Because I try to do this with cryptids, like, for land cryptids, to see, like, how many land mammals we've discovered in the past year. But I forgot to do it for this one.
1: Not as many sea creatures as we discover each year, that's for sure.
2: On average, it's about 2,000 new marine species every year.
1: Yeah, see? like, Good lord. Okay, this is a moray eel. A fang-tooth moray. Imagine that giant.
0: I'm scared of that thing as it (laughs) is.
1: Can you imagine if that thing popped its head out of the water about four feet and just stared at you?
0: I could see the horse head on that. Yeah?
1: I'm going to be posting these pictures in our Facebook group when this... Uh, releases so you guys can look at these pictures that we're talking about because yeah these are I may even put a poll up like (laughs) which creature do you think it is (laughs) and put all the uh, (laughs) the scientific ones and then so in
2: 2023 scientists found a new species lurking in the depths of the Antarctic Ocean it has 20 arms and a distinctive body shape they call it the Strawberry Feather Star. Um, it can live up to 3,840 feet underwater. And I'm trying to get an idea of how big it is. It's the biggest one they found. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, no thanks.
1: Forget about arachnophobia. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got strawberry
0: starfish phobia.
2: Uh, but that I was the biggest like one
0: they from found. the movie Alien.
1: Yeah. And um, three meters is 9.8 feet, just in case oh, I needed to. Yeah. Um,
0: so I knew it was three and something feet.
1: But that is the largest uh, moray eel, was three meters long. That's a big ass eel. Mm-hmm. That was the giant moray
2: um, according to this Guardian article, <clears throat> scientists have discovered more than 5,000 new species living on the seabed in an untouched area of the Pacific Ocean that has been identified as a future hotspot for deep-sea mining. So that's sad. Well, it's one of those things, because we don't see it, how many of these creatures are
0: just evolutions or de-evolutions of creatures we know of?
1: Yeah. Well, and you've got to think of, if it's in that cold of water... It's going to be a little different than the things that are found. Like, the moray eel is not yeah. normally found in cold water. But what if there is a moray eel species that lives in the colder water?
3: Yeah, You know, evolution that's is bigger or something. To,
1: yeah.
2: Oh, here you go. This is kind of what I was actually looking for, something like this. Uh, March 2023. New Gulf of Mexico whale species identified. This whale can grow up to 42 feet long and has never been sighted before 2023, except by people that have seen sea monsters and sea creatures, of (laughs) course.
1: (laughs) Except for the people who have seen it. yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a huge ass animal that...
2: And that's right in the Gulf of Mexico, much less in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, when it comes to these, like, water cryptids, it's like, yeah, probably, more than likely. Land ones, you know, if they have a small amount of numbers, it's probably more than likely they do exist. Yeah. But something that's as widespread as, say, Sasquatch, where it's seen across all 50 states, I mean, that's as common as the raccoon. Yeah. Yeah. And... I see those things, at probably at least every month.
1: I will say I've never seen. No, not true. I have now. I hadn't ever seen a live raccoon in the wild until probably about ten years ago. Mm. And I saw one running behind the shop where we work. And we're... I see
2: them all the time, but I, I also right, so work in a small to be one town
0: between mine and our my neighbor's house. that was literally the size of a big dog <laughs> yeah it was the yeah. biggest fucking raccoon I had ever seen. Dang, had to have weighed like 50, 60 pounds.
2: Oh, they can get fat on garbage that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> Here
1: we go. the European Conger eel it can get up to nine almost 10 feet long and weigh up to 350 pounds. No scales cover its body. They usually appear gray, but they can also be blackish. Due to their large size and aggressive nature, they occasionally pose a threat to divers. They are located in the Atlantic around Norway and the Mediterranean. But that's that particular one. I mean, so, I mean, there's an eel that could exist that is just yeah. that big. Yeah. Yeah. It still doesn't.
0: Not not the fifty feet,
1: or the hundred foot, but yeah.
2: Now I remember there was a lot of eel DNA found in Loch Ness, wasn't Mm. there? There was, yes. Was it those types of eels? I think so. And they're known to migrate from like the Gulf of Mexico all the way to Europe. Um...
1: All I know is. I am glad we live nowhere near an ocean. <laughs> uh, you won't see me out swimming in an ocean anytime soon.
2: Hey, I tell you though, catfish can get huge like sea yeah. monsters in <laughs> lakes. And
1: I don't swim in many lakes either. Usually, if I'm I used
0: s- to all the time, and the older I've gotten, the less I want to. Yes. Yeah.
1: I want to be able to see the bottom of the lake.
0: Yeah. Also, the same with, like, going hiking and stuff. I used to love going hiking through, like, the Arbuckle Mountains and stuff. And now I'm like, yeah, no, there's fucking rattlesnakes all over the place. Fuck that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Gotten cautious as we've gotten older. Yeah. Uh, Or
0: smart, one of the two.
1: Yeah. Something. I don't see myself wanting to go swimming or hiking anytime soon, but I also am lazy, so... Uh. I will podcast my adventures. Or I
0: used to be adventurous. I used to be an adventurer. <laughs> then I took an arrow to the knee.
1: <laughs> I
2: used to do a lot of hiking, but now it's like there's too many wild people now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Especially around here because we yeah, we used to go walking in Sutton.
2: See, I loved Sutton, but and I can't
1: go now. I wouldn't go to, I wouldn't go there now. There's a new one that's opened up south of us here that I w-
0: yeah. There's one on thirty six that I want to really go nice. check out.
2: Oh yeah, I go to that one a lot. Right yeah, like off a little
0: workout area yeah. too out yeah. there, and
2: right off thirty um, sixth and
0: uh nine? Nine, nine. Yeah, yeah. Right across from that really weird house. Yeah, I go to it all the time. It's
1: far enough out of town that the homeless people haven't <laughs> <just walkered laughs> or made it there yet. Yeah,
0: yeah. Pretty much because there's nothing else around it. Yeah.
1: So. Although the city keeps putting sidewalks out towards it, they knock that shit off. <laughs>
2: there's, a, there's a really nice, there's a big field, like right when you show up there and, and all the rocks and stuff that were left over from where they cleared it out. It's all in this, like, labyrinthian, like, walking maze and That's stuff. Cool. All these spirals and...
1: That's cool, I haven't been out there yet, so... Yeah. I need to go check it out.
2: I took the kids yeah, out I there need to a well. few times.
1: Once my rib is officially healed...
2: I need to go
0: start walking again anyway. yeah, And I won't do it in my neighborhood.
1: I wouldn't want to do it in your neighborhood either. Heck, just walking across the street in your neighborhood is, is terrifying. <laughs> to yeah. the
0: gas station. <laughs> Literally walking a mile or a block is a little too much.
1: Well... So I think we are all kind of in conclusion on this one that it's probably some kind of unknown sea creature that we just have yet to discover. Yeah. I think is, I think I'm willing to say that this one exists and is an unknown sea creature that we just haven't found yet. Oh, yeah, sure. I'll agree with that. Never been more willing to say that this one is real than right now. So. <laughs> uh, There's just, I mean... There's I think
2: our next one is a water creature, too, but it's it's a Welsh one.
1: A Welsh water creature, eh?
2: Yeah. I decided to pull it's one from, from European uh, sightings. Cool. Or maybe the one after this. I don't know. I got them all lined up in preparation for 300. The, crypt,
1: the Cryptid Battle of the century. Of episodes, <laughs>
2: <laughs> the tri century,
1: the tri century. Oh, and we
2: got some good contenders on there now,
1: and we'll just keep adding them. Might have to install a tank in the arena though. I, uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I got, I definitely have some favorites in there, like the Loveland Frogman.
1: Yeah, well, it could be like last year and. Or the last yeah, the episode. Last and The
2: last one where the...
1: Where it was just completely unexpected, the yeah. winner.
2: Yeah, it was a total upset.
0: <laughs> I still can't believe the
1: Bozak won that one. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for it, but... True underdog winner there. Yeah. So that's for sure.
2: Because who's ever heard of this thing? <laughs> I just happened to catch an episode of... Uh, oh, the guy that writes the cryptid wiki blog he has a um a Kryptonaut, yeah that podcast and he was doing one of that it was saying like it's a it's half human half cow and i was like ears perked up
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a were cow i really like the cryptonauts podcast it's a good one all right well that is gonna do it for tonight's episode so be sure to like us f- follow us And all that fun stuff on Facebook, Instagram, and Discord. Um, Join our Facebook group. Because like I said, I'll be posting pictures of these creatures that it could be. And I'm going to even put a poll out there. Let's see if we can figure out what this thing is. And I think that's going to do it. So until next time. So until next time.
0: Keep digging my my humps, my
2: My humps.
1: My lovely lady lumps.
2: Unearthing Paranormalcy is a part of the Green Mushroom Podcast Network. To hear more great independent productions like the one you just listened to, visit our catalog...